0: Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to A New Voice of Freedom, Season 4 podcast 106 written by ronald keith messer this podcast is part of a series we call stories of the new testament podcast 106 examines matthew chapter 11 my yoke is easy
1: the relationship between the savior of the world and the forerunner his cousin john the baptist is intriguing there's only one recorded instance of their meeting and it is one of the most spectacular events recorded in Scripture. First, you get a rugged image of John the Baptist.
0: Matthew 3, 4 And the same John has his raiment of camel's hair, and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey.
1: But many came out into the desert just to hear John preach. John was just as bold as the Savior in condemning the Pharisees and Sadducees.
0: Matthew 3 but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruit, meat for repentance.
1: John clearly received many revelations, for he knew who he was and what his primary role was.
0: Matthew 3 I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire.
1: When he saw Christ, he recognized him immediately.
0: Matthew 3 Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me?
1: Christ teaches John and the world the importance of what John is doing.
0: Matthew 3, And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him.
1: That was followed by one of the greatest events the world has seen. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are revealed on earth, proving that they are three separate and distinct beings.
0: Matthew 3 And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased.
1: In Matthew chapter 11, John has been cast into prison, but he sends two disciples to Christ to ask a strange question.
0: Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another?
1: It seems odd that following his experience in the river Jordan, that John, who is near the end of his young life, would ask such a question. Christ does not give a direct yes or no answer. Instead, he teaches John, who is in prison because he is so unyielding in his mission and has crossed powers in high places, a lesson that is more powerful than a direct answer. Christ uses his works as evidence of his divinity.
0: Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me.
1: John, obviously an Old Testament scholar, would have understood that answer and taken it very personally. John does not question Jesus again. For me that is one of the great stories of faith in this instance john has spent his entire life testifying of christ now he is in prison for condemning herod the tetrarch for divorcing his wife and marrying herodias apparently herodias hated john for insulting her for she tells her daughter salome to ask for john's head on a platter perhaps john understands the danger of his situation and wonders why christ doesn't save him one can only imagine the circumstances of the prison it is not that he doubts Christ, for why would he send his disciples to Christ for the answer? But John is human. All the disciples of Christ are human. No one saw greater miracles than Peter, yet when he faced the possibility of being exposed, he denied the Savior three times. This was a horrendous time to be a Christian. Thousands fell away. All Christ had to do was to remind John of his miracles. One can only imagine with what peace John went to his death. After John's disciples leave, Jesus bears witness of John.
0: And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? What went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I sent my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee.
1: John is not only a prophet, but he is greater than a prophet. He is Elias, Christ's messenger sent to prepare the way for Christ. In addition, his high calling was to baptize the Savior of the world. And finally, he is shortly to become the first martyr for Christ. But Christ is talking not to John's disciples. He is talking to his own disciples and makes a strange statement.
0: Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Let's return
1: to Matthew chapter 3 and listen to John's message. For he too taught of the kingdom of heaven
0: in those days came john the baptist preaching in the wilderness of judea and saying repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand
1: we're talking of two kingdoms of heaven one is on earth because the savior is among men that was john's mission to tell the jews that the kingdom of heaven was at hand the other kingdom of heaven is referring to life after the resurrection No one speaks more of the second kingdom of heaven than the Savior himself. Remember the Sermon on the Mount.
0: Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.
1: In other words, those who inherit the kingdom of heaven will be exalted and will also receive the blessings of prophets. The message is that no matter how great a person is on earth, it is greater to inherit the kingdom of heaven where all will be equal. One does not inherit the kingdom of heaven through high office. One inherits the kingdom of heaven through obedience to the laws of God. That is the message. Then Christ reveals John's identity.
0: And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if ye will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come.
1: Christ is also bearing witness of himself, for it is he whom the prophets testified of.
0: He that hath ears to hear, let him hear.
1: Then Jesus, in the same vein that got John thrown into prison, condemns the present generation. Keep in mind that Christ represents the kingdom of heaven on earth. Yet this is the situation.
0: But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath the devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous, and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. Then he began to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at that day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell For if the mighty works which had been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee.
1: Jesus offers the following prayer.
0: At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight.
1: Jesus then teaches his true followers who he really is.
0: All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him.
1: Then Christ makes the greatest invitation ever given to man up to this point. It is a call that has provided comfort for Christians for 2,000 years.
0: Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light
1: a yoke is defined by the dictionary as a wooden cross piece that is fastened over the necks of two animals and attached to the plow or cart that they are to pull of course yoke has many connotations harness bond tie knot coupler brace as two oxen may pull a heavy wagon, we think of ourselves yoked or harnessed to a heavy burden. When applied to man, yoke is almost always negative, and Christ uses it in the same way when he said, "Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden." Of course, he may be referring to the bondage of sin or illness or sorrow or sickness or addiction or financial worry or heartbreak or a thousand other things that flesh is heir to. He is not necessarily saying the burden will go away. But he promises to give you rest. He is asking us to exchange our burdens for his. In other words, he will bear our burdens if we will bear his burden. But this is the promise His yoke is easy and his burden is light. The rest he is referring to is peace in your soul. Now, the soul refers to both the physical body, which relates to pain, illness, sickness, disease, and so on, and the spirit, which pertains to forgiveness of sin. Lifting of sorrow, or replacing despair with hope, or guilt with peace. Christ is meek and lowly in heart. In other words, he understands our grief because he has felt our pain. Christ came to earth to take upon himself the cares of this world. When he suffered in Gethsemane, he took upon himself all the sickness and sins of this world. He bled at every pore, his pain was so hard, his anguish so deep. Christ is contrasting himself with John. John the Baptist is a very rugged individual. His mission was to prepare people to receive Christ. Christ's mission is different. Even his diet is different. One does not associate John the Baptist with meekness or mildness or lowly in heart. Even Herod feared John, but Christ is meek and lowly in heart. He is the sacrificial lamb. He suffered what we suffer. His mission is to save us and get us into the kingdom of heaven.